Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to Let's Be Social. Uh, this is episode five, and I am very honored and very excited to have a very special guest on today. Uh, he is an actor, very talented, and um, his name is Tony Welch. And I'm just going to put it over to you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, it's, it's an honor to be on. I, I appreciate you uh, having me on. I really do. And um, yeah, um, Tony is my preference. I prefer Tony. I just if people look for me, though, I'm Anthony yeah. uh, professionally, you know, uh, for SAG after I had, I had to join as Anthony. Oh. So I, I, I always distinguish that. So this way, because people will, in the industry will look for me as Tony and they won't, or they'll find another actor and it's not me. So I just wanted to put that out there. Anyway, congratulations again. I wanted to wish you uh, congratulations on your honorable mention, Thank you know, you. for your screenplay that you recently received. Thank That's great. That's really, really great. Um, and um, yeah, I, I um, how, did I, how did I get started? Well, you know, it's funny because uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do as a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you're doing a lot, a lot of, you know, you fantasize about a lot of things and things like that. And I didn't really, I guess, get this acting bug so to speak, until about uh, my senior year of high school. Now we're going way back. <laughs> um, uh, they, they used to do, I don't know what they do now, but they used to do class plays each class, like the freshman, sophomore, junior, senior classes, used to put on a presentation, a production uh, every year. And um, <clears throat> I didn't get involved in it until my senior year. I had a lot of friends in my senior class, so they, they asked me to join and they asked me to you know, act a little bit. Um, you know, and I, and I was shy, really. I mean, I really was very, very, very shy. And I may not come across here now since what I've done over the years. But, you know, when I started out, I was very introverted, quiet, uh, kept to myself a lot. And so I said, let me try this. Let me see what happens. I thought I would like, you know, not even be able to go on stage, actually. But it turns out I got on the stage and, you know, it was, it was somewhat of a comedic scene. So uh, you know, we went back and forth with the other actors and people started laughing. And I said, wow, this is okay. I, you know, I felt more and more comfortable on stage as it was going on. So I said, well, you know, and I, I, rather, I found that I enjoyed the experience. So that was my senior year. So I said, well, you know what, let me, let me see when I get to college. You know, um, I, I didn't go to an Ivy League college where they had this prestigious type of a drama course, like Yale or Harvard, but, um, but they had a theater program. And it was a decent theater program, but it was mostly musicals and I don't sing or dance. <laughs> so, but um, for the, some of the, you know, regular type uh, dramatic plays they had, uh, I did some uh, acting and um, I said, you know, I, I really want to see if I should pursue this, you know, if, because uh, people were telling me in high school and, you know, you know, I was good and I was natural and uh, it looked good and all that. And basically, um, you know, I, I felt that uh, I, I wanted to, you know, pursue it more, but, um, you know, in, in certain colleges, they have classes where they're, they're, they're drama classes, but they're, they're given as an elective. So people take them just to take them and, you know, they don't really take them seriously. And it's just a course I had to take and get over. And, and for myself, you know, I found that um, I wanted to, pursue it more. So that wasn't necessarily the best environment to be in only because 
I, I, I didn't get a, a grasp of if I was really going to be good enough to do this or not, you know, professionally in that environment because everybody was, they weren't taking it seriously. So anyway, I, I then interviewed for the Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute in New York City. Um, I interviewed, I got accepted. And I started to study with, at the time, you know, arguably some of the best teachers in the country or some of them in the world at the time. Um, and I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I got into it. It was very difficult at first because I was shy. But what they did was, is they broke down my shyness. I mean, they got to me to the point where even if I never really acted professionally, you know, it would have helped me in so many other areas of life because they, they, they made me feel comfortable with myself. They made me, you know, go a little bit deeper inside to see what I was about, to see what it was that was maybe, you know, not, not, not too psychological in, in that, that sense, but it just, they started to break down layers, you know, as I was taking on certain characters. And so that opened me up and I, I rather enjoyed it. And um, here I am, you know, I, I just started to uh, take on more and more theater uh, at the time. I did a lot of theater in New York at the time. This was in the 80s, 80s and 90s. Uh, and then in 1990, I moved out to LA, from 90 to 95. How to do that, how to do the Hollywood thing. Um, you know, I had to find out. And um, you know, it was a good experience. And oddly enough, uh, ironically enough, um, you know, I mean, I had some good experiences out there, uh, but I, I did win. I was part of an ensemble, uh, a theater ensemble that won an L.A. Drama Log Theater Award, Critics Award for Best Ensemble in, in, in the film town, <laughs> ironically enough. Um, you know, I mean, they do theater in LA, but it's, it's really a film town. So that was kind of funny. I had great success with that. And that was a great group of people I worked with. And, um, then I moved back to New York and, uh, then I, then I stopped for a while. You know, I mean, I, 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 I got married, I got married in LA. Um, and then I wanted to pursue a family. So I found personally, I couldn't juggle both, um, you know, family and, uh, you know, the life of an actor. I really, really, it, it's really, those that can do it, that have done it, kudos to them. Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot. Uh, but so I, I put it on the back burner for a number of years, but I always stayed in touch with my acting friends and colleagues and teachers and, and in the industry. So, uh, you know, I was in, I've been a member of Screen Actors Guild since 1985. So I always stayed in it and around it and involved in it so that I really didn't feel like I was, out of it too much. I mean, I didn't pursue any any work uh, during that time, uh, acting work. But um, but I stayed I stayed around it so that people know, knew me, didn't forget me because you know out of sight, out of mind in, in this industry. So um, so I did that, uh, and then eventually, you know, I, I I got back into the game. I was able to get back into the game um, probably around I want to say 2010, 11. Somewhere around this world, and I and I and I started to write a little bit more as well as act, and then I I, I eventually I wrote um, I developed a series uh, called Street Smart, and I wrote the pilot. Um, I I directed it. I didn't direct it. I wrote it. I produced it. Um, I starred in it, and it's about the opioid crisis. And we're still we're still pursuing uh, distribution and funding for the additional episodes. Um, the subject matter is a little rough for some people. So basically it, it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's a little bit of a tough sell, but um, it's, it's commercially driven as well. I have, I have, uh, you know, elements of it that will appeal to a wide audience. Um, 
while still, you know, tackling a very serious subject matter. So um, hopefully that will, you know, progress uh, soon. We're still, we're still, we still have it out there and people are still looking at it. So we'll see what happens with that. But, um, you know, I, I've always enjoyed acting. I've always enjoyed writing. And, um, you know, I, I, I find it's uh, something that I need to do. I really, I mean, I really need to do that. It, and you have to love it. You really do have to love it because there's so many ups and downs, so many downs and a lot of rejection that if you're doing it for certain reasons, like, you know, the glamour, the glitz, the red carpet, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, um, very few people get to that, uh, but it can be done. Uh, but you have to work. You have to put the work in. You know, you have to put the work in. And uh, if you do, uh, the rewards will be there, I find. You know, so... Um, you know, I, 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 like I said, I, I enjoy it a lot and um, I'm looking forward to acting as much as I can. I mean, I don't, I don't have a retirement date in mind. You know, when you, when, when you do something that you love, you don't consider it work. So there's no retirement date, you know, I'll go until I can't do it anymore. Period. That's it. So, which is what I'm hoping for. So we'll see what happens with that though. That's so. a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 Awesome. But um, yeah. So you know, and I, like I said, I, I, you know, and I, I find that um, I, I enjoy working uh, now also as a producer, putting a team together. You know, when I did that for Street Smart, uh, it, it's like, you know, if you're a sports fan, a general manager of a team where you're putting elements together, you're picking directors, you're picking other writers, you're picking, you, you have a say in the, in the casting, the casting director, the, you know, the behind the scenes, the financing. So, um you know, I, I've, I found that I enjoy that a lot more too now um, in terms of, especially when I create my own projects um, and it's important. And I think it's important that we all try to, if we can create our own projects uh, these days. Um, because if you're an artist, you know, you need to work, you need to work regularly. You need to feed, you know, that, that passion that you have. And sometimes we don't get the opportunities from others. So we just need to, produce ourselves and create our own content. And, and thankfully we can do that now. There are so many options and so many platforms and so many opportunities. So when I first started, we didn't have, you only had you know, several major networks, a few of the major studios, and that was it. I mean, you know, Hulu never existed, Netflix, uh, all, all of those platforms that, that exist now were never around. So now we have more opportunity. And so, you know, if you have that desire and that passion, um, absolutely pursue it, you know, because uh, there's a need for content. There's a need for good content, but there's a need for content. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's out there. It's out there for us to take, you know, so. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then that's really, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I can expand on that and do more, not only with Street Smart, but beyond, so. Yeah, and yep. I think that's amazing. And didn't you... Yep. Did you win something for Street Smart? Oh, I did. Yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, we we actually thank you. Yeah, we entered it into the uh, into the NYC Web Fest in 2021, and um, the end of 2021, November was when is when the awards were given out. Uh, middle of November, we won for we were nominated for uh, best pilot, best action suspense, and outstanding achievement in writing for myself because I, I wrote the entire pilot episode. And we were uh, honored with a win for best pilot at the NYC Web Fest in 2021. Yes, we won that. Um, and it's a proof of concept pilot. It's, it's, um, 
not your standard length pilot, but it, it hit all the elements, I believe, that were needed for a pilot. I mean, pilot episodes are tricky. You know, you have to get a, a, a you have to get certain elements in a pilot episode for TV that have to be there in order to make the story understandable and work. And you want to hopefully leave it, I mean, ideally, with a cliffhanger ending so that people want to, you know, uh, binge on it and tune into the next one right away. You know, I mean, I always feel that if, if, they, if they, when I'm watching a show, if there's an episode that ends and I can say, oh, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see it again. And I got to do some other things and I, you know, maybe I'll get to it tomorrow or the day after. It doesn't mean it's not good, um, but it's always better when it's like, you know, it's, if it's an ending that you just can't wait to see what happens next, that's your ideal situation for not just a pilot episode, but any, every episode thereafter. I mean, you know, and I, I've used, I used, I was inspired by Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, The Shield, those are shows. I mean, Breaking Bad and Sopranos, uh, two of my all time favorites. Um, and, uh, now Ozark, I love Ozark. Um, those are great shows. I, yeah. But I mean, and, and, and with the pilot episodes, especially, you know, they're usually you need to start real fast and grip people, you know, and try to end with a cliffhanger. Um, so, but there were two, two schools of thought on that too. You know, I mean, if you're a writer with, that's established and you have a track record in Hollywood uh, and, and they know your work and they know you have this slow burn type of an approach, you know, to a project when you're writing, they're going to give you that benefit of the doubt. But if you're a new writer that's not established and you start off too slow, they're not going to give you, you don't have that benefit of the doubt. They might, they, they might say, well, this could get better or we don't know who this is. So let's just pass on to the next one. So it's very important to come out and hit them hard. Now with mine, with Street Smart, I didn't necessarily do that. But, um, but then again, when I watched the two pilot episodes of my two favorite shows, which were The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, and the, the the openings of those two episodes, the pilot episodes, are so different from one another. I mean, totally different. Yet they both work, and they're both great series. I mean, if I don't know if you're a fan of either one, yeah. but in the Sopranos uh, pilot episode, it opens with Tony Soprano, as static as you can be, sitting in the therapist office, looking at a statue, pretty much not moving. He gets up. She calls him in. He walks in, he sits down, he still sits and they're waiting and they're looking at each other. And that's pretty back and forth, blah, 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 for a lot of people because they want, they want action. And you don't know what's going to happen. Then with Breaking Bad, in the pilot episode, it's whoosh. You see the, 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 the RV swoosh right into the opening shot and it's bouncing around and the action is already taking place and what's going to happen, what's going to happen. So, you know, I mean, these are two very different, the polar opposites, but they both work. So... I guess my point is, is that, you know, you're not really, you got to just feed the story and, and, and feel the story. The story that I was telling with Street Smart, you know, I, I, I had in mind to finish with a bigger ending than a bit, bigger opening. But the opening still worked because, you know, it opened where you didn't know what was going to happen, what was happening, what was the situation with this character and who was he, he listening to and. So that's what you want to do with with pilot episodes, and and I guess any 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 screenplay or you know it's just if you don't have a reputation and they don't know you, you got to grip them right away. They say the first couple of pages, you know, especially when readers get them, you know, they have a, a pile of scripts to read, and you know they're not going to waste a lot of time unless they know you. If they know you, they'll, again, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and see where it's going. But if not, next, you know, so. 
So, yeah, so we won those, those awards. And now we're hoping, and like I said, that was the end of November. Uh, so it was basically the end of the year, and then we had the holidays come in. Uh, and so we didn't really get running with that, with the benefit of that award until almost the middle of uh, 2022. So we're going to see now what happens. Uh, a lot of people were still backed up with COVID and things like that. And we're not blaming COVID. I mean, everybody had that. So, but now I think uh, there's, because of the subject matter, there's a few other um, projects in uh, with other platforms that may be looking at the opioid crisis. The opioid crisis, unfortunately, not going to go, go away anytime soon. It's a horrible epidemic. And I was approaching, I am approaching Street Smart from the point of view of the stigma that's attached to the addict and their, their relatives and their loved ones. You know, um, I mean, I have a lot of friends or people that would ask about, you know, they, they would lose loved ones and it was like, well, where were you? How did you not see this? And what do you mean? How did I not see this? How did I let it happen? I didn't let it happen. Uh, or uh the people that were became addicts you know uh, how did this happen to you you're on a great track you you're not your typical uh, junky looking person or addict looking person i mean that's really what i'm i'm focusing on is that that a lot of people out there think that unless you're a social you're a certain social status you you, you can't be affected by it you know if you but no matter how educated you are or you aren't no matter what kind of income you make or don't make you know uh you can become addicted um, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's a disease. Uh, they don't want to admit it's a disease, uh, but it is. And so, you know, I did a extensive research on this so that um, I knew what I was talking about. But again, it's not just going to be like a docu-series or a documentary on the opioid crisis. I've incorporated commercial elements with uh, an organized crime tie. And, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of a, a thriller and a, and, a, and a crime drama in there so that it has a wide range and a wide appeal while still driving home an important message. So we're hoping that that still takes off and um, and we'll see where it goes. So but, um, you know, I, I hope it does because it's an important message and it's an important uh, uh, thing for people to understand uh, that uh, this is not as controllable as you think it is. And there are a lot of hands involved that we don't think, you know, there are pharmacists involved, there are unfortunately unscrupulous doctors involved, there's pharmaceutical companies that, you know, as we know about uh, Purdue Pharmaceutical and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it's, there's a lot involved and it's a very serious topic, yet it can be, I hate to say entertaining, but there's an entertaining element to it as well. So that, you know, and, and it was important that I do that because it, I felt that you know the more components I can bring in commercially, the more people that would want to watch it, and it would drive the message home to more people, hopefully. Yeah. So, help like I said, hopefully that happens. So we'll see. And as myself as an actor, outside of that, you know, I do audition outside of that. You know, I have um, an agent that I work with full time, uh, Metropolis Artist Agency, and uh, I, you know, I get cast in a lot of cop roles. <laughs> Cops, undercover cops, plainclothes cops, uniformed cops, uh, lawyers, um, you know, the guy next door, whatever the case, I can be, I can be, uh, you know, I can be your Irish gangster. <laughs> uh, you know, I can, I can, I pride myself on being a character. You know, I mean, I, when I came out of Strasbourg, that's what they told me. I got my, one of my teachers said, you're, you're ruggedly handsome. I don't know if that was a compliment or not. <laughs> you know, I had a stereotypical chiseled Hollywood look, but you know, I, I have a look where I always pride myself on playing a lot of different characters. That's really what attracted me 
to act in the first place. I like to put on a lot of hats, take on a lot of different people, be someone who I can't be or I'm not, but I would be acceptable in front of an audience or in front of a camera. So I like to change my look a lot. I like to get into different characters and take on different occupations, you know, as an actor in terms of, of, of a role, you know, cops, lawyers, doctors, gangsters, whatever the case may be. So, so I'm, I'm hoping to do more of that this coming year as well. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to the, to the future this year and beyond, and let's see what happens with all of this. And hopefully maybe you and I can work together someday That's soon. Amazing. I would, yeah, love I would love that. Yeah, I would too. I would too. So hopefully that'll happen. I leave all doors open. You know? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm open to the opportunities too. Um, yeah. Do you have like a, do you have like a favorite role that you've done so far in your acting? A favorite role? Well, yeah. Or is there like a, I don't know, is there? I, I mean, I, I play a lot of cops um, and I like, um, I like to play characters on the edge. You know what I mean? I, I, I mean, Brian Cranston once said this, you know, you don't want to be the boring, uh, you know, yeah, that's nice. He's nice. He's nice. You know, I think, uh, you know, like I, when I play cops, I played clean cops um and i play dirty cops and i you know obviously dirty cops are more interesting for an actor there's more you can do um and like with with the with the with my character in um in street smart um i i modeled that role when i was writing it after the brian cranston character in breaking bad mm-hmm. uh in terms of the transform the transformative part of it the the the, the walter white you see in the very opening to the Walter White you see at the end and how he transforms and becomes from this goody, goody two-shoes nerdy type of a guy to this drug lord kingpin ruthless guy that would you know, do whatever he has to do to protect his family. And that's kind of what my character in Street Smart, Joy McGloin, is geared to be. When you see him in the beginning, you know, he's a type of a guy who was a clean-cut cop all along, straight-laced. He thought about how he was going to be maybe one day the chief of police while he was in the academy. You know, he always had these you know, straight laced, um, you know, thought process about him. But then, you know, if we get to do this series, you'll see in the end how he transforms to where he, his family is threatened, he's threatened, and he starts to do whatever he has to do and throw, you know, the, all that goody two shoes and straight laced stuff to the wind in order to protect his family. And that transformation is what I enjoy about characters. You know, I mean, if they start off down here, I like them to grow and I like to bring growth to them if there's a potential. That, that's what I typically look for, you know, where I can make it something more than what you just see on the page. And, and, and it's not just, you know, a flat line, one note type of a character. So those are the roles that attract me. And um, I guess any, any role I played like that, and I played some, would be my favorite, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's always good to play different. You know, yeah. Well, and to have that diversity, you obviously have that diversity about you that you can actually oh, you. do that, right? Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank I think you. you're super talented, like to be able oh. to do the writing, the acting, and oh, thank, you. thank you. It's thank you. And like producing, I can't even imagine the amount of work yeah. that is just in itself. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. I mean, you know, when I, I took... Uh, I have a business, you know, acumen in terms of when I, when I, when I was in college and when I left the industry, you know, I was in business and I, I had some um, higher end, um, I guess, positions in business where, so I'd like to formulate that as well. I like to put the team together and it, it is a lot. It's, 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 you know, 
it's it's thinking ahead. And also when you're writing, you know, first of all, as a writer, um, I started acting way before I ever started writing. And because I've watched thousands of, of movies and TV shows and have read thousands of plays as an actor when I was doing theater, you start to pick up dialogue, you know, and how to write dialogue. And you start to wonder, oh, you know, not only are you watching, how would I do that as an actor? But, you know, how would I write that? Would, would I write the scene differently, you know? And you start to pick up an ear for dialogue if you've done it so many years. And so I started writing that out and getting, creating all the characters. And, and then it's a matter of also being in, in, inquisitive. You, you know, because I wrote all of those characters. Sometimes in TV, you'll get, you know, you typically get a writer's room with several different writers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this one writes this portion, this one writes that portion. But I wrote, you know, for older men, older women, teenagers in this, you know, and I tried to get, be on top of their, their, their speech, their speech patterns, the, some of what they would say, what they wouldn't say, he wouldn't say something like that, he wouldn't speak like that. And so there's a lot of research there. But then again, I, I start to write as not knowing your budget at this point, you, you have a tendency to write within budget too, you know, because I can write, you know, a, a, a super, you know, uh, big budgeted uh, action sequence and maybe it'll never happen. So, uh, but when I'm producing, yeah, I like to get, who am I going to get for this? Who can I fit in these roles? Who do I know? I mean, as an actor, I have a database of thousands of actors that, you know, not that I wouldn't use a casting director because I wouldn't want to, you know, worry about auditions, and that, but I could, I could, I have in my head who I already want. Or who I, some of those roles I wrote for the actors that are in them, uh, you know, to start with, because I knew them. And, I, and, and also I tailored it to their personalities or their acting ability, which helped too, you know? So it made it easy for them, it made it easy for me, it made it easy for the production, made it easy for the director. We didn't have to do a lot of retakes, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so I like putting that all together. I like putting the locations together, the budget together, the scheduling together. Um, and in, and in, in film and TV, the scheduling can be tedious because 99.9% of the time, we don't, you don't film in sequence anyway. Sometimes you'll film the, the end of the scene first, on the first day, and then you'll film something on, you know, the, the, the land. It, you're all over the place. So sometimes you have to film these scenes all in one bunch because this actor is not, is not available past a certain day. So let's get all those scenes out of the way. So there's a lot of logistics involved, a lot of planning, but I like that. I actually enjoy that. But then I put that aside. And I had to put on my acting cap because when I'm on, when I was on the set, I had a tendency to have the actors come up to me and ask me about the role, about a, a, a question about the character as a writer. And I said, go to the director because that's what they're there for. And right now I'm the actor and I got to concentrate on my own, my own work and my own roles. So that's what happens with that. But I enjoy all of that. Um, but at different times, you know, you have to know when to take off the producer hat and just leave your writing hat on and when to take off your writing hat and put your, just your acting hat on. Because one can affect the other, and sometimes not in a good way. So it depends. You can get a little bit distracted. So, yeah. But I, but I enjoy the challenge, nevertheless, with all of it. So yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it, and I have to keep doing it as long as I can. So, and I hope that we can work together. Like I said, really, one day soon, hopefully, we can. I hope so too. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be so nice. Dream come true. That'd be amazing. I'd be so. Me, yeah, too. It would be. I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you. And I, I just wanted to say congrats on that um, Street Smart Awards and everything. That's, that's quite a feat to do as well. You know, Thank you. Right yeah, it was, it was a surprise. It was a nice, pleasant surprise, but it was a surprise. It, it's nice to get, and that's why I said with your, with your, with your, uh, with your mention too, 
it's always nice to get acknowledged by industry professionals and and by people you respect and uh you know it means a lot it, it means a lot it, it, it's a validation that sometimes we all need to know that we're doing the right thing and we're maybe going in the right direction and we should keep going forward you know yeah. So that helps. And uh, so I appreciated that. I was very grateful to the NYC WebFest and, and, and very honored, actually. It's a rather big um, uh, festival in New York, the Web WebFest. Yeah. So I appreciated that a great deal. And uh, I, it was a great cast uh, that I worked with, a great crew. Uh, it was a labor of love. We didn't work. We didn't have a lot of money in that budget. It was a very small budget. But we all wanted to do it. We knew what we were doing. We knew why we were doing it, you know, because the subject matter, the topic, uh, it was important. And we felt because of the social relevance of that topic that we wanted to we wanted to do this. So, I mean, everybody worked for deferred payment, SAG, um, and they're still waiting to get paid. Hopefully one day they will. But uh, but they knew what it was about and they knew what they wanted to you know, why they wanted to do it. It meant a lot to them yeah. and it meant a lot to me that they wanted to do it. So I appreciate all of them and every one of them behind the scenes as well, you know, in front of the camera, behind the camera. Mm -hmm. So, and hopefully we can go further and we can do more uh, and, and tell the story further. And of course, compensate all these wonderful people appropriately as well for the work they, you know, for they did, they deserve it. So, yeah. and we'll see what happens. So, well, hopefully. You, yeah. you have- Thank you, and thanks for mentioning that. I appreciate it. Thank you yeah, for well, I mean, you have recognition and you have credibility, right? So that goes- Yeah, I mean, I, you know, yeah, hopefully. I mean, it, it was recognized, and it's like I said, it's it's um it's an important topic. It's yeah. it's still relevant. Unfortunately, it's going to be relevant for a while. This is not something that I would hope would be relevant, uh, to be honest with you. But it is what it is, and mm -hmm. and so we need to bring a message to it. But it's also like I said, I, I the, the the relevance of the stigma. There are people that don't understand that it is a disease. I don't want to get too heavy, but it is. And you know, there are people that think that I, I it would never happen to me which is not true. You know, uh, there are, there are parts of the brain that can become addicted after a certain amount of time. If you take this medication for a certain length of time, yeah. uh, that's a fact. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter who you are or what your social status is or education level is. It's up to the doctors. And now they're, they're actually cutting back on, on these uh, opioids when they prescribe them for pain, I think 14 days or 21 days max. And that's basically it. Um, and, and if you don't need it that long, that's great. So then just please dispose of it properly because a lot of what happens is a lot of parents or people don't take it. And then what they do is, is that they put it on the, the shelf and they leave it alone. And then if they have children, sometimes their children want to experiment and they want to see what's going on. And, and, and that's how the kids get. So it's, it's very important that, you know, if you're going to take these uh, medications that you do it properly and, and, and just be careful with them. But but that's a part of it too. I mean, uh, this is what we wanted to get. It's not just a certain type of person and a certain type of, um, I guess, uh, status. It, it goes across socioeconomically across the board. And um, there are even people that are working, what we call working addicts that go out and function every day that are, that are addicted that we don't know about and you'd be surprised. So it's important that we bring this, but again, in a way that's also commercially attractive so that we can get people to get on board to distribute and people that will want to tune in uh, because it, I, I'm not a documentary writer. It's not going to be a documentary. That's not my thing, but uh, we can do this in a way that's socially relevant and commercially attractive and appealing so that people actually, the more people that tune in, the better, I think. So that's my goal. And we'll see what happens. So well, I, I'm excited to see where 
your path goes. Thank you. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like very kind of edgy and kind of exciting at the same time. And I look forward to, yeah. you know, tuning in myself when Thank you. you get distribution, because I'm sure you will. I think it's just a matter of time. You know, but well, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's a subject matter that I think people, I mean, I mean, we, we've had discussions recently about it being a full series or possibly a limited series. Um, some people discuss wanting to make it into a feature film, which I don't, I don't want to do because there are a lot of feature films out there that are similar and they're all wonderful, yeah. but they all focus on just one particular type of person. And I, I feel that we won't have enough time in a feature film, you know, to do what I want to do, to make it a broad spectrum of, it affects everybody on all different levels. And there are a lot of hands involved in this, you know? So I think the series would have been best, even if it's a limited series. Yeah. So that's what we're discussing now, actually. There's this possibility that it could be a limited series, but we're not really sure yet. So we'll have to see. And then of course, you know, putting these things together for a series is always tough because you have to get certain actors on board and they have to be able to commit to it for a certain amount of time. And then one is available uh, to do it now, but the other one you need is not available until this date. And then when they become available, the other one is not available anymore. So it's about, that's part of the producing and the scheduling too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of variables involved in getting these, these projects film and especially TV series off the ground. There's a lot of coordination uh, with locations, scheduling. So we'll see what happens, but Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, at this point, uh, sometime this year, but, or as soon as possible. I'm open to, I'm open to everything except the feature film only because I don't think it'll work in, in the way I, I intended. But other than that, I'm, I'm wide open, and hopefully, it will happen very soon. I hope, and you'll be the first to know. <laughs> I promise. Thank you. <laughs> um, I am super happy that you were able to uh, join us today. Yeah, me too. It was a little. I mean, I know I had some. I had some conflicts earlier, but I'm glad I was able to make it today. So it's good. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate your time. And thank you for speaking with me and uh, my viewers. Um, People can find you you on IMDb. Is there anywhere else? IMDb, I'm as Anthony Welch. Um, And Facebook, my regular Facebook page is Tony Welch. And then Instagram is Tony.Welch. So that's that's basically it. Uh, yeah, and um, I don't have a you know a website, but uh, I'm working on getting a new one. And so that those those three places: Facebook and Instagram, primarily. And IMD and IMDb it will be Anthony Welch for professional purposes because uh, that's how I have to be listed. So, but thank you again for having me on. I appreciate it. this was fun. I always enjoy doing these, and I enjoyed this with you today. So it's thank you. Fun. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for your time. I truly appreciate sure. it. And you know, you're super talented and I'm excited to see where oh, well, go you. for you. And thank you. you know. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, thanks thank a you. lot. And uh, yeah. maybe we'll have you back on later in the year and we'll see where you're at with street smart and other. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I hope I'm, I hope I can. I hope I will. Thank you. Appreciate okay. it. Thank thanks you. again. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks,